Hello everyone and welcome to From George Coppell 2. My name is Yamini Joyce and I am a junior and staff writer at The Sidekick. From George Coppell 2 is a podcast that discusses something uniquely Coppell on a weekly basis, along with updates on local news and sports, unveiling a new piece of Coppell culture. Whether it be history or current events, From George Coppell 2 will broach a new frontier each week. Make sure to visit Coppell Student Media and pick up a copy of Issue 5 Off the Racks. In the past few weeks, scientists worldwide have taken to protesting to highlight an overall negligence from businesses and individuals on the topic of climate change. While many high school students actively take an initiative to protect the environment, many remain unaware on this topic. In this episode, we will talk to two students from Coppell High School and an AP environmental science teacher at CHS to see how Coppell and CHS students respond to the focus on climate change. First, we will talk to Shravya by the set D. Hi, my name is Shravya and I'm a junior at Coppell High School and I'm here to talk about climate change and I have a lot of knowledge about this topic because I run a student-led nonprofit called Project Crencia, where we lead student-led initiatives over topics that we're passionate about. And the environment is definitely something that's always been brought up. And because of that, I've learned to become aware about the climate and different aspects that affect our environment and society. Hi, Shravya. So recently, worldwide, scientists have been protesting the impact of businesses on climate change. So as a student, what's your opinion on the importance of these protests? Well, I definitely do believe that protests are important because that's what brings light to issues. But it's, I feel like it's not necessarily the fault of the people that, you know, there's not enough being done on climate change because there's also a major lack of awareness. Climate change is such an overarching topic that's talked about so much, but there's not like a clear definition of what really is climate change, what can you do for it, and all that stuff, which kind of makes people lack initiative. Um, but I do personally believe that we all have to work towards improving the climate, working towards the environment, because that overall is what makes our world a better place, what makes our world good to live in. Um, And it does affect every aspect. It's a big part of what makes our world unified. So I I do believe that we do have to work harder and put um, put more stress on the importance of climate change and what's happening with our world right now. Do you think that many students know about the protests that are happening worldwide right now and why or why not? Well, I I do think that there isn't enough knowledge about it because so we're taking part in Earth Fest, which is on April 30th. And I when we were sitting all together in in my nonprofit and we were discussing, okay, guys, what can we do to um, present at Earth Fest or what can we do for the environment? The first thing that I kind of started off with was climate change. So, you know, climate change is one of the biggest issues that are happening with the environment. What do you think we can do? And everybody was like, oh, I don't I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think we should do climate change. Um, I don't. I feel like they just don't know enough about it that they can really be like, oh, I think this is an initiative that we can take and execute because there's just not enough knowledge. The majority of students struggle to find like a good way to help. And I think that's something that we have to work on bridging. So what can some high school students do to help this initiative? 
Um, I think the first thing that people can do is get educated. So I feel like even us as high school students, I feel like even if there was an initiative at the high school where there's just a seminar or a free like thing that people can come to to learn about climate change, I feel like that would be a really big first step because people would finally understand this is what's happening. And then they can put together the pieces on what we can do to help make a difference as students. Because, of course, we're we're in the time of year where we have to work hard towards school and grades and all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of pressure, but I feel like if people are educated, they're going to have that motivation to take initiative. So I believe the knowledge is the first thing that we can start with, and then we can actually go into making a bigger difference. And why do you think that some high school students may not be as involved in these initiatives? When, when climate change first started becoming at a high, a lot of people were very worried about it. There was so much going on to try to help these things. But climate change is not an issue that can be solved in a day or two days. And it's something that's not as easy as, for example, like if you're doing something for homeless people, it's a lot easier to help because, you know, you can just provide them with food or materials. That's easier to do than try to do something for the climate or the environment because that requires a lot more commitment and long-term like planning which I feel like a lot of people aren't into. And I feel like climate change has just become such a cliche topic for students over time because it's been so done at science fairs, competitions. Like People are always presenting this idea, and I think that it's making it lose the importance. And people are just trying to go from being like, oh, everybody does climate things for climate change. I think we should do something different. But in reality, it's like everyone's saying that. So there's not really anything being done for the environment. So I feel like, again, like I said before, knowledge. I feel like people have to sit and understand that this is still a problem and it's a really big problem and there isn't enough being done. And I feel like we have to be able to provide students with the resources to really go in and make that initiative happen so that they have that guidance towards helping and that would lead to like a domino effect of people making a difference when it comes to climate. I totally agree and to wrap it up could you tell me more about your nonprofit and some of your initiatives towards this topic? Yeah so uh, right now, so Project Runs is a student-led, like I said before, and what we do is that we allow students to present topics that they're passionate about, and then we as a team come together to attack those issues. So it's very student-oriented. We want, like, we want students to work towards making a difference for something that they care about, that they're passionate about, and connected to personally, because we believe that that's what allows students to make a bigger change. If it's just something that they're not passionate about, they're never really going to be able to do enough. So that's our biggest goal. A couple of initiatives that we've done for the environment right now is, so every week we do our park cleanups. So that's something that's basic that everybody can do. Um, That's just basic helping the environment. Right now with EarthFest, we're actually working towards making birdhouses to help um, native animals and birds. So we we paint like homemade um, little birdhouses that people can keep in their backyards. We're also doing like flower pots. We're going to sell plants, that kind of stuff. Um, we're kind of trying to find out what we can do long term for the environment. Um, we're putting together a couple projects. We're just waiting for EarthFest to get over so we can get the funding to move forward with like a long term project where we can actually do something that would leave a lasting impact. We're uh, really focused on carbon footprints right now, like how can we get rid of our carbon footprint, that kind of stuff. Um, Other than that, some of our big initiatives, like recently we've provided um, 200 meals for the homeless in downtown Dallas and then 150 meals in rural 
uh, India in Chennai. And that's kind of what we've been working on recently. Uh, we're hoping to do more as the year goes on. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Shavya. Of course. Next, we'll talk to Maya Palavali. Hi, my name is Maya Palavali, and I'm a junior in CHS, and I'm a part of the sidekick. I'm one of the staff writers. In my free time, I just like doing art and poetry. Hi, Maya. What do you think caused some of the recent protests from scientists on the topic of climate change? There's actually a lot of reasons that I think, but the main thing is that big businesses and corporations haven't been listening to the protest of the past, like Greta Thunberg itself, like internationally. They haven't put regulations and things like that on the businesses. So really, the protests, I believe, are about the people that govern us and the people that are a major part of our lives in a non-remote way. It could also be because quite a few people aren't educated on the topic, and as a result, they don't know what to do. They just contribute to climate change. What are some initiatives that you've taken towards protecting the climate? In general, I just really like helping people and helping out because it makes me feel good. So I do things on my own with my parents and things like that, like trash pickups. Whenever we're at the park or something, I'm just like, yeah, let's get a garbage bag and pick things up. And I've done things in my home, like never keep the lights on if I'm not there and conserving energy, things like that. And lastly, we got an electric car when I was in sixth grade. And I think it's helped a lot with the gas and everything, especially since the gas prices have been going up, which means that there's quite a problem with people accessing it. So we've just done a few things to change up our lifestyles. How have other students that you know used their voice to take action against climate change? I think that a lot of volunteer groups that like organizations have helped a lot with different topics, both awareness and trash pickups, things like that along with our things that cover whatever is happening in Capel, like the Sidekick or KCBY. They've done a lot to spread awareness and things like that. More specifically, one of our past Sidekick news editors, Shivi, she's helped a lot with bringing awareness and things like that. And we've just brought up these concerns, but also educated people in general. And what do you think that high school students can do to help the initiative if they haven't been doing so already? The main thing is education. It's not necessarily our fault that we have climate change as a huge problem and things like that, that we haven't been educated, but it will become our fault if we don't take a stand. As we get more educated, we should actively seek out things to learn about and things like that. And then something else that we can do is change up our lifestyles. Just look at how we live and see how we can change it to help our planet. And why do you think that students may not be as involved in these initiatives? And is there a reason for that? There's a few reasons. One, like I said, is education and things like that. And as a result of non-education, it doesn't feel like climate change is a big problem for us. Like we hear it all around, we've become desensitized to the phrase. So 
we don't think it's that much of a problem or there's that much that we can do. Thank you so much for joining me, Maya. And they're available to Finally, we will talk to Max Lazos. My name is Max Lazos. I am the AP Environmental Science teacher here at Coppell High School, and I'm currently in my third year of teaching environmental science. Hi, Mr. Lazos. Could you tell me what the significance of recent focus on climate change is and why it's happening now? Well, environmentalism really dates back, I mean, decades and decades now. I would say it's always been in focus to some degree. What's always kind of changing, of course, is what the priority is of those that consider themselves environmentalists or those kind of involved in the various environmental movements uh, there's just a lot of unease right now. We saw with COVID uh, that emissions around the world went down. Greenhouse gases went down. And as greenhouse gas emissions go down, that is less heat warming up our planet. And that felt like a bright spot for a lot of people. But as the world kind of amps back up, as we live in sort of a pseudo post-COVID society now, you know, fossil fuels are back to burning. People are consuming gas at crazy rates, and that's kind of reflected by the price of gas right now. And I think a lot of people in the environmental world are just feeling very anxious right now at the fact that it looked like we were making a little progress towards cleaning our air, cleaning our waters during COVID due to that reduced use. But due to things kind of going back to normal, we're of course, kind of going back to that normal way of using and abusing all of these resources we have. So I really think the focus is more of a response to try to prevent us going back to our old ways. Do you think that many students know about um, current protests from scientists happening worldwide? Um, why or why not? Probably not. It's just easier to not be in the know than it is to be in the know. It takes time. It takes effort to even really know what am I supposed to be looking at? What, what is going on in the world? And so not just students, uh, adults are very disconnected. And climate change, one of the big battles climate change has always had to fight is that it's a very almost ethereal concept, we'll say. We hear about how bad climate change is. We hear the negatives and how scary it can be, but we can't look outside and see climate change happening, right? It's something that happens on a literal global world scale. Um, and so I, I would reckon that most people aren't in the know, unfortunately, but it takes leaders, it takes teachers to come up with very short concise yet informative ways to get involved, to learn what's going on, um, so people can help be part of the solution rather than the problem. Yeah, and so on that topic, how can educators or other adults help students and others gain more knowledge? That's a great question. I think the easiest thing to do is whether or not a teacher is super involved in the environmental sciences themselves or super involved in understanding global warming or anything like that. We're very fortunate here at Coppell, and I can only speak on behalf of what I know at Coppell. I don't know what is or is not offered at other schools, but I know there is not just one environmental club here at um, Coppell High School. There are tons of environmental clubs and ecology clubs and gardening clubs that all kind of have to do with the environmental sciences. And so to really circle back to the question, the best thing teachers could do, regardless of their knowledge level, is 
seek out resources from these teachers that sponsor environmental club, either ask them questions or just ask them for flyers, put them up in your room. You know, I can get the, um, anxiety adults might have with, man, I want to help out. I want my kids to be involved, but maybe I myself don't even really, you know, know right from wrong fact from fiction, how, how I should be involved. So I would say, talk to your local sponsors at your school of these clubs, ask for flyers, ask for resources and just make that easily accessible for your kids because the ones that have that itch that craving that desire to contribute positively to our planet they're going to seek those things out when they're available to them and hopefully you know blaze their own trail when it comes to taking care of our environment so what can high school students do at this stage to help the initiative and have you as a teacher seen your students um, go out on their own to contribute I have seen a lot of my students go above and beyond. I would say one thing I love about being an environmental science teacher is the passion that the kids do have. You know, I consider myself reasonably knowledgeable in the many cycles and systems that the environment is composed of. But these students really have that fire, that desire to go get involved, to do research and stuff like that. So whether you're a student or you're a teacher, what I would first warn, I guess you could say, is there's just so much information out there, whether you're looking on Wikipedia or YouTube or Google or anything like that or any other social media app, there's a lot of information. And as we know, in any subject, it's not always the best. So any students or teachers that are hungry for this knowledge, take what you find and go show it to your teacher, your environmental science teacher, the leader of your local environmental or eco clubs and stuff like that. Go talk to the experts or the people at least with a background in it to figure out, you know, is this true? Is it not? What should we really be worrying about? Because whenever everything seems like the worst case scenario, when we're told to panic about everything, a lot of people disconnect. You know, it can be really easy to be overwhelmed by all of the world's issues. So I just think it's important to be educated on a few specific topics act on those. And then if you have room for that in your, in your own personal circle, then branch out and try to learn and do more. Yeah. And so what do you think is some of the reasons that students may not be as involved in these initiatives? That's an incredible question. Uh, I think what is keeping a lot of students, not just here at Coppell, but around the world from being more involved in Things that matter, like the environment, to be quite frank, is really just the state of our public education school system. Too much time and emphasis is put on completing tasks, checking boxes, doing busy work, doing assignments, rather than learning how are these subjects connected. Um, And so I know it's not an easy fix. You know, I'm not the president of public school systems or anything like that. But I would just encourage any teachers or administration that listens to this is just think about work-life balance. You know, we don't want our bosses giving us a million things to do at home. So why should we expect these kids to work hard, do hours and hours of homework and be involved and care how the world works, that the world's literally burning as we speak due to all of these, you know, greenhouse gas emissions, ocean warming, causing ocean acidification, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on forever. Point being, there's just too many other things that don't matter that kids are being forced to focus on. So when the priorities are put on things that don't matter, then when and how would any real human being be able to care about things that matter, even if they wanted to? You know, so that's what I would say about that. 
Yeah, and so do you see any local impact, whether it's in COPEL or CHS, from this almost new attention to climate change? I personally have not seen, you know, very much immediate impact. I'm not necessarily out there in the streets interviewing people kind of if their attention to the environment has changed. But I would say in general, I see more and more people talking discussing the environment, talking about what we can do. And I would say, you know, although I'm not that old, I would say I'm about, you know, 10 or so years older than our current seniors at CHS. I feel like environmentalism, caring about the environment is much less of a political idea than it used to be. Whereas when I was growing up in high school, it was it was very right versus left when it came to the environment and that still exists to some degree. Sure. Just like with any topic you're speaking of, but I have many family friends on all, you know, all parts of the political spectrum. But one thing I'm noticing and more and more is no matter where people are kind of falling right, left center of the political spectrum, if you will, more and more people are prioritizing and caring about the environment, taking care of it because it doesn't matter what you believe in, from a political or religious standpoint, we all exist here right now, for sure. And we all use this environment every day, for sure. And so I think people are finally waking up to the idea that, you know, we all share this one planet and we really need to take care of it or else it doesn't matter what we believe, right? We're not going to be here to practice those things and share these ideas of, um, you know, learning and culture and stuff like that. So I would say that's the biggest change is more people are becoming united on the idea of taking care of our environment. Right. And to wrap it up, um, to you as an AP environmental science teacher, what do you think is most important when considering the topic of climate change? Or what do you think that more people should focus on when they make strides to make changes? That's an excellent question. It's, I think, the best answer for what can people do today to make the most impact. I really think it's pretty similar to the same suggestions over the last few decades. And it is just use a little bit less electricity when you can. Drive a little bit less when you can. Maybe use public transportation, a bike, etc. I know that's easier said than done because our entire society in America is built around highways. It's built around driving to get places. But when one wants to seek an option, when one wants to make a change, you're going to adapt your life whenever you're able to to kind of fit those means. You know, I live in a walkable neighborhood. That's a decision I made and planned out so I don't have to drive everywhere. But that's easy, easier said than done. You know, I'm very privileged and socioeconomically where I live, stuff like that. Not everybody has access to that. But I think everybody can be present minded. I think everybody can be conscious of did I leave the lights on? Did, did I throw away this aluminum can or can I recycle it? You know, and I also think it's important to not shame people. One thing everybody needs to focus on is we're all on a different wavelength. We're all at a different place when it comes to our understanding of the environment, recycling, reducing, reusing resources. Don't shame people just because they're not at your level. Encourage people uh, to step it up a notch. Show people ways they can more conveniently take care of the environment because really at the end of the day, it comes down to convenience. When it is easy and convenient to care about the environment, more and more people will do it. So let's just make sure we're working together and being kind to each other. Yeah. And finally, one more question. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it seems that 
many people individually can't make as much of an impact um, considering that a lot of these changes happen from big businesses. But what do you have to say to people, um, individual people, individual students, and how they can make an impact in their everyday lives? That is a great question, and that is something I tackle with greatly. You know, we can make all the changes individually that we want to, but at the end of the day, who does the majority of the waste, who creates the majority of the waste, who produces the majority of the fossil fuels? It is these big corporations. One thing I tell my students, and maybe some might call it wishful thinking, but I really do think it is a good attitude and practice to have, and it is this, that when one person recycles or one person uses a little less electricity. Is that going to solve climate change? No, unfortunately not. But it's what I talked about, being kind to each other, educating one another, that when we can convince our mom, our dad, our cousin, our brother-in-law, whoever, when we can convince tens of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people to make a small change, that's when big change happens. So like I said, just be kind, be leaders, be teachers, show others the way. And let's just keep adding one person at a time who's using a little bit less because when a lot of people do something small, like I said, it adds up to something big. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of From George Coppell 2. Until next time, this is Yamini Joyce from George Coppell 2, signing off.